Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good afternoon, Arsenal fans, and welcome to our latest 49 Undefeated podcast. Um, nice and tanned and, and relaxed, I think, Mr. Charlie Watts, back from Marrakesh, and, and also Centre Parks as well. Uh, let's <laughs> not hasten to add. Um, how are you? You okay? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Good. Uh, and Andy Ha as well, social media editor, and uh, and uh, just a, a good guy, aren't you, Andy? And a, and a good gooner as well. Oh, I'd love which, to think so. Which is why you're here. <laughs> um, I, I think... Given the Lincoln game was kind of a no-win situation, I think we'll kind of gloss over it a little. We can come on to it in a bit, but the big story that we had yesterday, um, an exclusive of yours, Charlie, was about uh, Mesut Ozil being linked to Manchester United. Obviously, there's con- still uncertainty about his future, uh, Alexis Sanchez's future, obviously Wenger's future as well. Um, you just want to shed a bit of light on, on the story, I guess, and what, what your understanding is on, on Ozil. Well, my understanding of the situation is that, um, as I put yesterday, Manchester United are certainly monitoring, or Jose Mourinho is monitoring Ozil's situation. I think we all know their um, their history, their relationship from their time together at Real Madrid and has continued on. Uh, they remain very close and, um, and I'm told and, and absolutely 100% um, believe it is that Jose is keeping tabs on, on Mesut's future and the future which again I understand is not looking too great in terms of him staying at Arsenal um, I, I, I I think where, the where I'm sitting now I, I think that he'll be off in the summer I think Arsenal will be left in no other position but to cash in on him um, whether he will go to United I, I can't imagine Arsenal doing business for Manchester United, they're not in the situation they were when Robin Van Persie went um, you know, the, the, they don't need the money it's, so much they can't they're not I don't think they're going to be ordered around by players so much in terms of this is where I want to go there are going to be other suitors I know that Bayern Munich are very much interested in Mesut and from what I understand are in pole position for him um, and if I was a better man right now I'd say he'd be going there in the summer but I'd, about two months ago I was very confident that Mesut as it would stay and that Alexis Sanchez would go but right now given what I know I would now be surprised if he player stays Do you think I think maybe happy days. And, well, I was going to say, Andy, <laughs> it, it's a it's a pretty gloomy kind of forecast. That do you? It's probably not even a debate anymore. I think if you got asked if you'd rather have Urzel and or Alexis, I think all three of us would probably give one. I, I'd like to think we'd probably all give one answer. I might be wrong. Yeah, it would be Alexis. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love Mesut Urzel. I think when he's on form, he's a fantastic player, but. That's not on form that often, and he's certainly not on form that often in the big games. I know a lot of people point to that, and a lot of Arsenal fans sort of don't agree with it. But for me, this it just I've seen it too many times. Away from home, he goes missing, and as much as I, I love him as a player, I think he is a bit of a luxury player, and I don't I don't think he's impossible to replace. Alexis Sanchez is very very hard, almost impossible to replace, but Mesut Özil's not. Do you think it's a disaster if Özil goes, or do you think they can bring someone in? Yeah, I mean, we've seen good signs in the last few games, haven't we, with this sort of new three in midfield formation. Well, Deserves will get a bit lost in that as well. Well, like, because we're playing a flat three with Ramsey, Shaka, and Ox, and you know, Ox has done all right as a, as a 
most advanced midfielder of the three, isn't he? And um, you know whether that's a pointer to what we could could do next season if Ozil does leave, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's talk of Oxford even as well. So, but um, no, going back on your point, yeah, I mean if you just look at Sanchez's goals and assists like combined this year, it's just the sheer number of them. It's like over the thirty, isn't it? And I mean Ozil's assists have even dried up this year. It's not like he's creating. Yeah, loads. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not at all. I mean, he scored a few goals, other. which were different at the start of the season. But those have dried up as well, and he's not creating like he was last year. Or he might be creating, but he's, others may not be finishing him off. So, he, I think when you look at his stats, he still is one of the best creators in the league this season. But it's not. It's not. There's no tangible kind of no statistic for definitive assists. Yeah, I think when you're in that role, I thought Dave Seeger, one of our economists, I thought you wrote a really good piece yesterday on our, our site when sort of comparing the goals ratio for someone so important in the team. You need that person to be scoring, not just setting up goals. And you look yeah. at other number tens around the world, how, how many goals they contribute. And Özil is lacking in that regard. And um, and I, I do think he can be replaced, and you can bring in someone who will not just create, maybe not create as much as Özil, because we know that's that's his. Forte is what he does, but he could also chip in more goals, which is just as important. Definitely. If you went with a four-three-three, Andy, what would be the the three in midfield and three up front that you go for? Obviously, Jack Ramsey Ox looks like it. It could work. I personally thought Ramsey was a little bit disappointing at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I guess think... the problem. I guess the problem that we have now is that we don't have many sentiments who actually fit. <laughs> so. If we're going to play three in the middle, where does that leave Ozil essentially? You know, does he get shifted out onto the wing, and in, in, in one of the front three, or does he just not play at all? Obviously, if he's fit, I think Wenger will play him. So, do you think he worked wide, Charlie, or do you think it's? Um... I mean, he's, he's done it for Germany in certain games, doesn't he? He kind has of a way of shoehorning. But I remember when he was playing out wide uh, when he first arrived was it first right or did he end up getting moved out there and, and we were all Certain crying times. for him to get moved into the centre then I think it and, coincided with the 2014 um, World Cup with, with Wenger saying that Germany have played him on the left mm. obviously he's an option there but he, he's he's not the player and, I, and we saw it earlier this season when he played at Chelsea it was Wenger looking like he was adapting to um, to the opposition and saying right okay maybe I do need to take Urzo out the centre and put him put him wide but He's not going to be. He's not going to be a player that gets beyond a, a fullback and whips a crossing. He's going to naturally look to drift inside. So you look at that. You look at that formation and just think: Is there an obvious place for him? Really? Do, could he possibly be in a in a flatter three rather than it being? There'd be there'd be sort of defensive concerns as well. You know, would he certainly not need a fullback much help? Is he? Well, that's that's it. Well, that's it. And I think think one of the big things that Ox has given you in the last couple of weeks has been that energy in midfield to be able to get forward and get back. I've been really impressed with him. I, I thought... Yeah, um, dynamism. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I was, as I said, I was slightly disappointed by Ramsey the other day. I know he got, I know he got his goal, but I, th- I thought the real opportunity... And yes, I know it's only Lincoln. And there was that kind of element of... As soon as the first goal goes in, it'll be a bit of a cruise and, and, and all the rest of it. But I, I really wanted to see some players in that team really step it up and deliver a performance that, you know, you know, showed that, that showed that they're ready for what's going to be a really, really difficult run into mm-hmm. the league season. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got to sort of balance it with Ramsey who's just coming back from quite a long time out again. Um, I thought he was pretty poor. I think he missed that early chance from better and set him up and he put it wide. And I think it really seems to affect him. It's certainly his confidence because he had a few... After that, he had a couple of chances to shoot. He chose not to. He was always taking one touch too many. I think his confidence was just a little bit here. But as always, Ramsey, he did always keep going. He, he continued to work hard. He continued to get himself forward when he could. He got his goal at the end. Um, 
and hopefully you know give him another couple of 90 minutes under his belt and he will start getting better but yeah I, I didn't think yeah. he was great just needs to build on that sharpness doesn't he, um, he just needs to stay fit well, that's, he just yeah, needs that's to it. have a good run of 7, 8 or 9, 10 games and just stay fit but also get a position that he knows and can use because right now I don't know where Ramsey fits into an Arsenal Wenger side when everyone's fit and, I'm, and Wenger would love to get him in his side because he loves Aaron Ramsey and I think the frustrating thing is we've seen what he can do in a, in a system that suits him in the summer with Wales yeah and, he, yeah, and he you was, know, that was built around him that midfield yeah. and to, it was allowed him to do what he does best and he was fantastic at it yeah one of the best um, midfielders in the tournament wasn't he um, yeah I, I just hope he can just go on a, on a, on a run, few run of games now without any injury and just pick up some form because I think he's going to be really key for us in the, in the running now Especially with, you know, the midfield looking like it is. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely key, isn't he? West Brom on, on Saturday, obviously, it's uh, it's only Tuesday, so it seems a bit kind of... Is it early kick-off? Yeah. It is yeah. the early kick-off, yes. So, <laughs> I guess that kind of justifies it a little bit. But it's a little bit premature to talk about it. I just think, though, naturally at the moment, you're looking at the fixture list and thinking to yourself, like... There aren't there aren't games now that you look at the fixture list and think, do you know what? Can, particularly considering the performances against Liverpool and Bayern, where you'd think there's an obvious three points. I mean, West Brom this season. I know Everton beat them this weekend fairly comfortably, and that that may work in our favour. You never know. But I just just feel like they're going to be a real tough nut to crack. And Pulis will revel playing playing yeah, against the Wenger team. Well, Wenger always struggles against Pulis at. Yeah. Pulis is home ground it's always a different story Emirates. Yeah, it's not going to be easy and like you said the way we're playing at the moment you're just not confident of winning any game um, so there's going to be the added soap opera of possibly planes flying over it with Wenger banners being pulled behind them yeah, there's going to be more banners you, in the you were at the ground. Emirates the other day Disappointing scenes. I think it's fair to say some of the some of the stuff that's going on. So I don't. I'm not saying fans don't have a right to you know voice their complaints, but you know some some violence outside the Emirates at ahead of kickoff. And there was a little bit. It wasn't a lot. It was just it was, it was one incident that I saw where and it did all calm down pretty quickly. I think the protesters were keen that they made sure that who who was getting involved that stop because they didn't yeah. want that sort of message being sent out. Yeah. Um, and you know I've got absolutely no problem with the protesters. I, I'm very much on, in agreement with him over Wenger. I don't think he should sign a new contract. I think he should go at the end of the season. But there's I just, a line. I just don't like the way it's all it's going about. And you know, I had plenty of arguments on Twitter. I wrote a piece that went up on Sunday that a lot of them took um, exception to. But there were quite a lot of people that didn't take exception oh, no, a lot to of them, it. Yeah, so a lot it's agreed. It's it's very split, and you you could see the, the, they were getting shouted down by a lot of people, and um, then other and it was all you know a bit it was a bit nasty at the front. Um, with the, when the different sides were meeting and that's just the problem with what it's like at Arsenal it's just not a great atmosphere at the moment because you've got such a divide but but is that uncertainty just, just adding to yeah adding to this yeah, you know, sense of divide the whole club's uncertain at the moment players are uncertain managers are uncertain fans are uncertain you know it's just not, it's not a good atmosphere it's not a good uh, it's just not going to bring the best football out of the team and no matter how much they say we won't focus on it we'll just focus on what happens on the pitch it's very hard when Everything is going on around you. Definitely, it, it definitely affects the players. Must you know, do. I, I, must if you do. ask them, they'll say no. But you know, how, how can they not be aware of what's going on? Yeah. I'm sure when they That's get over the over the line, they're not thinking about that while the game's being mm. played. Of course, not. They're thinking about the game, but the build-up, the preparation, everything. If you're not spot on at the very, very elite level, it's gonna it's gonna creep into things. And I, I 
I'm convinced. I, I, th I think it's a confidence it. issue as well. You could see in the first half hour against Lincoln, I think the buying game, I think, definitely affected them. They just, they were almost scared of, of well, we making mistakes against We them. haven't spoke since the buying game, no, so God, let's not talk well, about that one. We'd have to, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you line up against West Brom? Uh, depending if Ox is fit which I doubt it if it's a hamstring problem even if it's not too bad like Wenger said afterwards I can't imagine in seven days he'll be ready to mm. start so you'll go with Coquelin when he Xhaka Rambo if then he'll may, maybe have Urzo on the left that is a you know big sort of big opportunity again for Ramsey given that Xhaka and Coquelin of the three are going to be you know more inclined to sit and yeah well, if if Herzl's not in front of him in the 10 position, then it will give Rambo, Rambo a chance to actually get forward and do what he did so well um, a, a couple of years ago. Because I do think Ozil floating around in front of him sort of negates Ramsey a lot. He doesn't quite know what to do, if he should go, if he should stay. Um, so yeah, it would, be a big, it would be a big opportunity if Ozil does get moved out to the left. But um, Sanchez plays centrally with Theo on the right. I just, I just really hope he doesn't slot Cochrane back straight back in next to Shaka. I think he will. If oh. if if Chamberlain's not fit, yeah. I think Cochrane plays. What's the alternative? I mean, I'd like to, if he's just going to play a two, play Ramsey and Shaka, but then because I think if he, if Özil's fit, he'll probably play Özil. Um, I can see Giroud starting just purely because of the height and you know to to, co to combat West Brom's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, or they're very like good that. on set pieces. So yeah, I can see him starting Welbeck and Giroud, and maybe Sanchez on the right. But who knows? FA Cup draw last night. Manchester City in the, in the last four was that the best draw Arsenal could have got yes <laughs> I, wholeheart I wholeheartedly I was, agree I was with that. dreading getting Tottenham or Chelsea again just because I'm just not feeling confident about beating anyone at the moment and I was purely on the on the basis of I'd rather lose to Man City than either Tottenham or Chelsea or Wembley I, I made the yep. point to someone on Twitter yesterday that someone, someone said Spurs were an awful record at Wembley ok fine I get that I also think that's I think that argument's a little bit redundant in that they've been actually the home team in a lot of the obviously a lot of the games we've played at Wembley in the Champions League. So I kind of I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that assessment anyway. Obviously the the five one defeat to Chelsea and the two 0 in the in the um, League Cup final, but City for me still looks so vulnerable defensively. I I really do think yes they're improving. Yes they're looking Le very good going forward. Leroy Sutton. The defeat at City back in December still really grates on me. Arguably the most frustrating defeat this season for Arsenal. To to go from such a position of strength in that first half, One where they were they were all over the place, City absolutely all Should over have the place. A few more. Bellerin had a chance. Mm. Walcott had a chance. That they, they really they needed half time. As soon as that happened, Arsenal took their foot off the gas. City come straight out of the traps, get a goal straight away. That that defeat really frustrated me because oh, yes. they were there for the taking massively. Mm. That day. that was probably the first proof, I guess, that nothing's changed about this team. They've still got still got a weak mentality. Allow a team that were really struggling that first half, and the, the crowd were getting on top of them. You could sense such anxiety around the ground. It was like an Ars an Arsenal home game when they've gone a goal down, and Arsenal couldn't capitalise. But I think got a fairly good record against City as well. Let's not forget that. Um, yeah, like, it's, it, we've got a fairly good record at Wembley, full stop, and yeah, it's a one-off game. You know, if, if they've, yeah, they've been pretty good going forward, but I just a Bravo and goal, anything's possible. Got, it's certainly got, <laughs> got a chance, but uh, I'm just, I don't know. I just don't think we. Can, I, I think we'll struggle if they play well. 
I'll tell you what could work I in our favour. If they get through in the Champions League, I'm not sure if they've got if Europe, there's a European game before I think that. we've got the best chance out of... If we'd have played Tottenham or Chelsea, I'd have not been confident. I really wouldn't I think have. Chelsea... Even, to, even against Tottenham, I just wouldn't have been confident against about taking them at the moment. But I think City, you, you have a feeling they could have an off day more than the other two because the other two aren't and, the most informed teams in the I, country. And let's not forget... well. Yeah, there is that, and they've also got the the, the strongest defenses in the Premier League. That's mm. the big thing for me. I I I can't make a case right now for Arsenal really troubling Spurs or Chelsea. I think they'd nullify them and hit them on the counter with pace, and I think Arsenal would really struggle with that. Don't get me wrong. I think City are gonna cause Arsenal a lot of problems, but I I personally cannot see Arsenal not scoring against that defense. I I, I don't buy. Therefore, we've got a chance. Both fullbacks look shaky. He's played Fernandinho at left back at times. That cliche we know can be a liability. Kolarov is a liability. They will not fancy playing against someone like Theo Walcott on a big pitch like that. The keeper. The keeper. keeper. John Stones, I still still wouldn't trust him in a in a big game with Alexis running after him for ninety minutes. I, I it may be that the last two results in big games of Obviously, to say they've not gone our way is an understatement, but I, I, I'd really make a case for us against City. I might be one of very few people. No, no we've got a chance. It's a one-off game. We've got we've got enough match winners in the team. We've got a lot of forwards all fit. Who knows? It could be a, basically. I think it'll be really entertaining either way. There'll be a lot of goals. Chance. There's no doubt we haven't got a chance. Yeah, we, it's a one-off we game. There, we can go there and take them, but but then there might be a bit of a problem in the final. I'm not convinced that we. Uh, I'm not convinced we can. On on the, I, I just think that City. By then, I think that's very good going forward. They've got so much pace going forward. There'll be goals, there's no doubt about it. I think we'll score, like you said, but I can just see them scoring, scoring more than us. I hope I'm wrong. I don't, I'm in a bit of a negative mindset at the moment about Arsenal. Um, and I just think that everyone wants the end of the season to come now so we can get the whole club sorted and find out where, we want, where we're going to go in the summer. But um, hopefully they can put that all, all behind them when Wembley comes around and can go out there and deliver a performance. Here's a question for you. And I know you do have to... Slide away imminently, so just um, just just let us know when you need to go. Um, do you think that will be the top the the last four in the FA Cup will be the top four at the end of the season? The top four teams in the league. I'd like to hope so. I would certainly <laughs> hope so because I'd say the one team that might miss out on that top four is Arsenal, and it may be Liverpool. Will, will, and it will be Liverpool. Um, if- and the other three. It felt like a big result for Liverpool at the weekend. Yeah, I think it was a big result. I mean, Chelsea and Tottenham are nailed on. They're going to finish in the top four, absolutely no doubt. Man City, you think, will. And there's a one a one up for grabs at the moment. Um, Liverpool, really big win at the weekend when they could have got nothing, you know, for going behind. They, got, they managed to turn it around and get a couple of goals and win the game. But did, did that result almost give you... Not, not that we should have nagging doubts about Liverpool, but do you... I, I still think of the, as you say, of those four teams currently in the top four, they look the team most susceptible. They do to falling out of that. They top do. Four. They've got two big games coming up. They've obviously they've got City away and then um, the Merseyside derby at home. But after that, they're running. Really nice running. It's yeah. I mean, we've got we've got the City game in the semi final. Then we've got Tottenham the week after away. Then we've got United at home. That two weeks will define what we do in this season. Get that, get and then that you, right. You got, you got yourself a chance, and you got yourself a possible trophy at the end of it. Get it wrong, and there's no chance of top four. Do you think there's been a little bit of talk now that maybe Wenger is more inclined to sign his new deal? There's understood to be a two-year contract on the table. 
rumours of Allegri aren't going to go away anytime soon. But do you think? Do you think it would take missing out on the top four and not winning the FA Cup for him to say, I can't do this? Or do you almost think that worked the other way and he'd not want to leave Arsenal in that state? I, don't know, I think, I think it, would have, it would be very hard for him to stay. I just think the fan base is so... It, the way it's going, you know, it's still fairly split, but I think have a car crash into this season and I think... It won't be split anymore. I think the majority will certainly. The vibe you're getting is that that's the 50-50 split is now shifting towards it's, most people. You've always them. always felt that it's been 50-50. Yeah, well, slightly on Wenger's side, but now you're beginning to 55, feel the shift. So I know there's only a few hundred fans at that protest on Saturday, and there was 50,000 Arsenal fans in the stadium. Well, supposedly it was quite a little bit less than that, in fact. <laughs> but um, there but were still the, hundreds of fans at a protest, yeah. which hasn't been the case previously. No, exactly. So it, it is growing. And I think if they end the season really, really badly, miss out on the top four and don't win the FA Cup, then I think it'll be pretty hard for him to put a case forward of why he should sign a new contract. I mean, that is his last remaining defence, really, isn't it? That's the one thing that he has been able to guarantee Arsenal season after season. Yeah. Um, goodbye, Charlie. He's uh, he's off um, to yeah. do so- something or other. But he's, he's going to be busy churning out lots of Arsenal content this afternoon. So... Uh, We'll allow him to uh, to depart. So thank you very much for your camera. Um, and the door is now shut. So it's just me and Andy now for the remaining sort of five to ten minutes. Um, yeah, is, is, is that the remaining defence that Wenger has to his name? And that season after season, he's always been able to say, look, I can guarantee you top four and guarantee you the riches that Champions <coughs> League football brings, even if I can't guarantee you progress mm. beyond the round of 16. But... Obviously, Cronker, you'd imagine, would think, "Well, that's an anomaly," but it, we don't want we don't want that mindset. Surely, we, we like that probably will drive fans over the edge right. if, if even top fours beyond us. Yeah, no, massive. Uh, it has been a source of almost pride for him, hasn't it? The fact that we've had this consistency of finishing the top four for so many years and always reaching the Champions League knockout rounds. You know, he's the one that coined the, the fourth place trophy sort of thing, isn't he? So. I think it's, I know, but it's a two prong thing, you know. If he feels that success, and obviously the board, they're happy as long as there's Champions League football on the table. So, you know, if if that doesn't change, why why would they want him out? Essentially, so I think that's the bone of contention for fans at the moment. That we're we're just stuck in this state of of uh, flux. We're just gonna, it's going to be the same old thing until until something happens. I think you're right. If not finishing in the top four could be the short that breaks Carroll's back, he, he he might. Turn around and think, you know, the, the anger from the fans and all the protests, this is just getting a bit too much. I can't do this anymore. I don't know, you know. Would you do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know the money's on the table for him. The, apparently the contract's there, he, he can sign it, but he's always said how much he loves the club and and that he'd do what's best for the club. I, I just don't know if he'd, he'd want the fan base to be so split and, and to have all this media scrutiny on him every single week. Because if he does sign and we finished, we did finish fifth and he signed on for another two years. Can you imagine what the sum's going to be like? Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly. I, I can't make my mind up whether if he were to... And I, I've heard the argument from both sides and I, I am honestly kind of a bit unsure which way he will go because, I, I, as you say, on the one hand, if he delivers his target and ultimately that is the target of the club's board, it's, they will probably say it's a minimum target. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't deliver that, 
my fear is that the consensus amongst the club is, oh, this is this is an outlier. It's not something that we can say defines Wenger's time at the club. It's it's merely a blip. Mm. Um, now, the the question you have to ask then is, does that then wake the club up from this slumber? Does that then make them go, right? Do you know what? We've lost out on a lot of money now from not being in the Champions League. We're gonna have to play Europa League football. We're not gonna we're not gonna be the ability. I think it's just the ability to track players as well. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's a catch-22 because then you'd think to yourself, well, the board needs to go and plough money into the club to strengthen and get us back into the top four, but then... Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the know, difference between a club like Arsenal and Man United is Man United can finish outside the top four and still attract players like Pogba and Zlatan just because of the wages they can offer. Exactly. And um, I don't think Arsenal are going to break their sort of 200 ceiling, are they, anytime soon. So It's going to make it difficult because... You need those players to feasibly get you back to the level oh, you want to be it's, it's at. Massively but, tricky. but then mean, also, it has, it's going to have an impact on players like Ozil and Sanchez, who yeah. you would imagine will not want to play in the Europa League. And yeah. can Arsenal really afford to take the risk? Obviously, we spoke about Charlie's story on Ozil mm-hmm. earlier. I've been intrigued by some of the reaction from Arsenal fans to that because there's this. I, I agree. I, I would personally also be stunned given the the vitriol that was kind of you know directed at the club in the wake of the Van Persie move to Manchester United and rightly so and I think the way it just worked out the fact that he won the title in the first season Absolutely. golden boot winner and and I completely accept that um, I, I just think I think aside from losing him I think the worst thing for Arsenal fans is the thought of him actually working under Mourinho and being successful Absolutely and it's, it's feasible yes. like Manchester United next season could be a real, a real force. Like right now, they don't look like they're going to do that. And I, I personally think it's, it's the Arsenal Man United game at the Emirates is probably going to have a big bearing on things. But I, I would have thought it's going to be between Arsenal and Liverpool for fourth because I think United are missing opportunity after opportunity. I know they're out of the yeah, FA I, Cup now. I, yeah, I, I think their European run is going to just hamper them it will definitely hamper them and um, maybe he just sees it as their best chance of getting in the Champions League because if you look at the teams left in there yeah. so yeah maybe they're going to put all their eggs in that basket and um, they'll fall a little bit short on the Prem but yeah it's going to be it's going to feel <laughs> these last couple of months are going to feel like a, a lifetime to us I think would, would just just going back to Ozil very quickly yep. would, you, would you want him to go into his final year of his contract because there's a suggestion that they will, re- they will, you know, reject. In- some- they they will try and reject Engl- offers from English clubs. Wenger's already said, hasn't he? He said, you know, we're they'll be staying no matter what. They're not going to be sold. So even if they don't sign, they'll they'll stay until the last year of their contract. But you know, we've heard this before. So I don't know. I I know Wenger's got a lot would of power you, at the club. But would you want to do that though and take that financial risk? <sighs> because know, for because- fans, though, I, I think for fans, they're not. We're, you know, we're not that bothered about whether the club make a loss of, you know, whatever. I mean, I know the Van Persie loss was what twenty four million. Would it really, really killed us to have kept him for one more season and seen what we could have done? Do you know, yeah. it's twenty four million worth a thirty goal striker just for another, another season. I don't know. Um, With market inflation now, though. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it, who knows what he's worth? But it's it's a tough one. I, I, for my opinion, I I can see the club selling if. If the players have just basically turned down the contracts, because in a way it just means that they don't want to, they don't want to be here. So why would the club keep them? 
if the offers come in the right offers coming. Do you look at that squad at the moment though and think to yourself if Ozil and Alexis go oh, it's, it's where, a, where, where is there a world class player? Yeah I mean team? it's just like five steps backwards from what we've tried been trying to slowly build from 2014 isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is why I mean that this, this summer is going to be so interesting to see what we do I and mean, if we do lose them both you know, whether he goes back to the youth route well I say him he might not be there Wenger might not even be there so at this point, no one knows. <laughs> I don't think we can really accurately predict what's going to happen. Of um, oh god, I just, I just really hope we. I, I hope we can go out on a high. I, I, if if we can get to the cup final, it's a matter who we face. I think, I think he's probably got a better chance of beating Tottenham. So uh, yeah, and I and that would be the ultimate high, but it could also be the ultimate low. Absolutely. Um, just we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up on the West Brom game then. Yeah. Huge game, and also with it being the early game, yeah. get that win, put a bit of pressure on. Make or break our weekends, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah. It kicks, it kicks um, things off on Saturday. It, it could, like Charlie was saying earlier, it's good, and, and yourself, it's going to be a tough game, obviously, because it's a Tony Pulis side away, and West Brom have been pretty solid at home all year. But their record against the big teams isn't actually that special. Um, they do really well against the teams below sixth. But um, I, I saw this reading the other day that. Once, once Tony Pulis sides reach forty points, they just tend to drift towards the end of the season. Yeah. They're on the beach now. They, you know, they're pretty much safe. They're going to finish probably, you know, from seventh to tenth. You know, it, it'll be a tough game, but if we turn up and, You've and got Wenger picks the right side, I think we'll beat them. To be honest, we, we've got a, an okay record at the Hawthorns. I know we lost there last season, but um, yeah, we normally do all right there, don't we? I, I think we'll, I think we should get three points if we play well. Score. I'm gonna go for uh, two one. Two one. Yeah. Nice and nervy. Yeah, I think I think we'll concede, but two one. We'll take that. I'm gonna go one nil again. I think. Yeah, I Similar to when Welbeck scored the winner a yes. couple of seasons yeah, back. Um, it feels ages ago. And I think, I think if they don't win this weekend, I think the top four is beginning to look a distant prospect. As you say, Liverpool have got that easy running. Um, I think it's absolutely imperative, not just the three points, but being able to be the first to play, lay down a marker and say, right, we've won our game, let the rivals you know, do the talking now. Um, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, um, but fingers crossed. Uh, we're trying to, trying to remain as optimistic as we can here. It's, it's difficult, but Lincoln has helped. Um, we, um, we'll be back. I would imagine at similar stage next week. So um, Tuesday, Wednesday sort of time again for uh, for another 49 Undefeated podcast. Um, please do give us a follow on Twitter at ArsenalFC underscore FL. Uh, give us a like on Facebook too. And uh, yeah, come to www.football.london um, slash ArsenalFC for loads of great, loads of great content. Um, obviously, Charlie's exclusive on Meza Ozil yesterday. Plenty more to come on that story. Um, and plenty more I'm sure so yes thank you very much Arsenal fans and have a great afternoon cheers from me and Andy and goodbye goodbye